Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do, and it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. I'm Dr. Amina Fisher, host of the show. And today we have the lovely Sydney back on with me. And I'm so excited to have her here. She has been not only an amazing patient here in the clinic, but truly become an amazing friend. I loved watching her flourish over the last year and a half um, to really think about where she's been when we first met, to where she is now is truly an amazing journey. So Sydney, wonderful to have you back on the show. Thanks for coming in. If you haven't caught, there was a first episode, part one, we'll call it part one with you in it. Please go listen to her first part one. This is the part two. So we'll, we'll dive in, just give our listeners a little idea of who you are and what initially, I guess, brought you into Empire Your Pelvis. Sure. Like Amanda said, my name is Sydney and I have been Coming into the clinic for about a year and a half, like Amanda said, I feel like my life was so different before I came in and now it has changed a lot of, you know, it thanks to Amanda and all the work that we've done together, but she's the one putting in the work just like you guys are too. So you got to really give yourself credit. I'm just the the guidance. Yes. Okay. You're not like the blind mice trying to find your way. So originally why I came in is I was having pain with intercourse and I'd been having it for quite some time. And, you know, shortly after it started, I had my normal OB appointment coming up. And so I thought at that time I'd never broken a bone. Like I didn't know anything about physical therapy, especially not pelvic floor physical therapy. I didn't know that was a thing. And so I just thought like, okay, this has to do with my crotch. Like my OB, I guess, (laughs) is the one that I ask. And so I went and I asked her and she did, you know, all the regular OB stuff and then did an internal exam. And I think her words to me were... There is no physical reason why sex should be hurting. Mm. And I was like, okay, now I would know to ask more questions. But at the time I'm like, okay, this is the doctor. I guess that's right. And so I go home and now my husband is like feeling sad. Like he's the one causing my pain. And I guess I was like, I guess something is just wrong with my body. You know, I, I don't know. My doctor said it's fine. So a lot of time goes by just kind of muscling through and thinking this is normal, I guess. And then, you know, I think it was a little over a year and a half ago, right before I came, it was when reels were getting popular and people started popping up. And so I saw a reel from an acquaintance of mine who had since become a pelvic floor physical therapist. And it was like, and she was my age. And so she said, have you ever experienced pain with sex? I have, and here's what I did. And number one, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a young person who's had this problem too. And I didn't think it was like an old person's problem, but when you're young, you just think like, I'm invincible. Yes. And also like everyone's young and having really great sex. And you're like, okay, well, I have to be the only one who's like, this hurts a little bit. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, a young person. 
And also, oh my gosh, she fixed it. And so, like I said, she had since become a pelvic floor PT. And so I start looking into that. And then I Google it in my area and happen upon Amanda's page. And um, I remember calling and like you guys had quite, you're busy, you had quite the wait list. And yeah, so it was did. like, you can get in with these people early or you can wait for Amanda. And I was like, I'm going to like the pelvic floor. Like, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, I'll wait however long, just put me in with Amanda. And, you know, I was excited, but I also was a little nervous because I've been given such bad information before, but I was like, I'm willing to try anything at this point. So yeah. I'll go. And it ended up being great. And I think one thing that I learned from the very first appointment is when we started, you asked me a ton of questions. Like, what's your exercise routine? You know, I talked about I'm doing a ton of running. Like I'm running a lot. I'm training for a half marathon. You're like, do you stretch? And I was like, no. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah. And so I wasn't doing any of that. We had just bought a house. I had started a new job. So all of these things you're like, oh my gosh. Again, a um, puppy. You were running the dog. Yes. Yeah. You're like, whoa, you have a lot of stress in your life. My OB did not ask me any of those questions. And just so you know, I've since changed OBs. My new one is great. But I would say if your OB is not asking you questions like that or your providers aren't asking you questions, make sure they are because that was a huge contributing factor, a lot of those things to what I was struggling with. So that's originally what brought me in. I've since seen Amanda for pregnancy and now I'm seeing her for postpartum. So all the things. What? So... We worked together dealing with pain with intercourse and then took a break. Y'all got pregnant, Mm -hmm. which was very exciting. Mm -hmm. And then what made you decide to come back in during pregnancy for pelvic floor PT? This was easy. I mean, after struggling for so long with what we did and then being able to solve it, I was a believer in pelvic floor PT in all of the ways. And so I was like, if Amanda tells me that this is going to get prepared for birth, that you wouldn't run a marathon without training, that this is going to make my postpartum recovery easier. Like I am in on that. And I now postpartum, I mean, I've never done it without PT, so I guess I can't compare, but I do think that it helped. And so I would for sure do it again. And you told the viewers your postpartum, how many weeks postpartum are you? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. How did the birthing experience go? It was good. It was good. You know, so many people when you're pregnant, people in the grocery store, people in a bathroom while you're shopping are so quick to be like, oh my gosh, you like, this is what happened to me. And they tell you their horror <laughs> stories and you're like, why? Like, I'm about <laughs> to have to do this, you know? But one of my good friends said, Sydney, it's not your birthday party. Like you don't want to do it every day. If there was a sign up sheet, you probably put your name on it, but you can do it. Like your body is made for it. And I, you were a champion for like, you're preparing the right way. Your muscles can do it. And so I really took that in my whole pregnancy. I had that mindset. I did that when I went into my birthing experience, I was like, I am made for this. Mm-hmm. Is not every piece of it fun? No, but can you do it? 100%. And so Luckily, the one thing I was scared about is I didn't want to get induced because I thought that no one wants to know when they're going to have to do that. You know, yeah. so I was like, I don't want to know that tomorrow is the day. Luckily, my water broke on its own. I labored all night, which is funny. Before I had a baby, I would have thought that meant like intense pushing all night. No, I was having contractions and things like that. Yeah. But I used a lot of the things that Amanda and I had talked about, like 
sitting on my ball while I was having contractions, doing deep squats in the hospital, breathing. Um, I brought my squatty potty to the hospital. That was more for postpartum, but I tried to remember all of those things. I did like my knees in to open my pelvis and things like that, which I do think made it easier. And then at six in the morning, he was out and it was awesome. I don't know if you remember, but I got a text message from you saying, I asked, how are things going? And you were like, I tore, I got like a stitch or two. Like you, (laughs) you were so upset about it. And I'm like, sis, this is great. Like you had prepped for this Mm -hmm. to get that tissue. Like things will respond so much faster when that happens, if you can train the tissue at a time. So, and you were like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I trained for this. You like mentally had to just get back to that point. Yeah. But it's, I hope, I don't know, for anybody going through it, like just know what happens, happens. And you can always do things to improve the tissue afterwards. Cause we go in thinking this beautiful experience is going to happen and it always veers off into a bump in the road or a fork in the road. Like there's so many different avenues to get to that end goal. Yep. So right. How have things been postpartum over the last eight and a half weeks? They've been really good. Okay. Mentally, really good. Like I bypassed the baby blues, which is awesome. I was so grateful for that. We wanted the baby so bad. And so it's like easy to love on him and all the things physically like this is why I'm here having a bit of pelvic heaviness. And I, again, I think it's because right after birth, I was like, I can do all these things and I didn't rest and I went on walks and I think I just probably did that to myself. And so that I think actually mentally has been harder than any of like the baby hormones is just, I want to be working out. I want to be running. I love to do that. And it's just slow and that's okay. My body did a good thing, created the very best thing ever. And I just have to get my mind around. It takes a while to function properly again. Yes. And we we want you walking postpartum because we do want the blood flow and circulation down there. It's just mentally when you're there postpartum, the competitive like 20-year-old, 18-year-old Sydney is like, you can do more. You can, mm-hmm. you know, but physically you've probably never been this weak before unless you've had like an ACL injury or something detrimental like that as an athlete through your younger years. But we've got a, your pelvic floor is taking a toll when you're walking and you're running. So it's very important. Like if you do go for walks to shorten them out and then take breaks so that pelvic floor can actually stop moving and take a rest. And then you go again versus I made the mistake after the firstborn of like, I'm going to go out for a walk. In my head, I was doing two to three miles or more pre-baby. So I'm like, absolutely, I'm just going to go today. And then that's when my heaviness kicked in. So Mm -hmm. it is possible we can do too much. So it's great to work with somebody at the beginning to really start to develop that plan of like, you're going to do a little bit of this and then you're going to back off and then you might do it twice a day and start to build up that endurance in those muscles and really walking before running to build up that endurance and that toll. And I know with you, like we're doing strength training too, to try to get her back to running. Cause that is her love. When, like she said, when she came in with pelvic pain, she was running, but then we had to look at like single leg activities for her, which were weakness and then building that strength that way, because walking and running are single leg activity for her too. So yeah. Yeah. said one thing too, that I think it was a mind bender for me. The day I went into labor, I went on like a three mile walk. And so in my head, which you said too, 
like four days later or whatever, you're like four days ago, I walked three miles. Surely I can walk three miles again now. Like I just got this bowling ball out of me. Yeah. So I think that is just not the case. You don't realize how weak you are. Right. And you just delivered a baby. So that tissue's totally changed from that four days ago. Yeah. Standpoint. Yep. Okay. So what, since you've been in pelvic floor PT before being pregnant, during pregnancy and postpartum, what are three things that you wish every woman should know about pelvic floor PT or why they would need to see one? Um, okay. Number one, I wish people knew it existed because like I said earlier, I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know there was someone that could help with the things that I was having going on. And so this is where social media, you know, there's so many annoying and bad things about social media, but this is one of the really great things where people like you and other people are making real. So people understand if I'm peeing my pants or if I'm having heaviness or if I'm having pain with sex, or if I am pregnant, I don't have to live with those things. And there's yeah. a function or a doctor that can help you with those. So that's number one. I wish people had existed. The second thing, and this has been said many times, but I think it's important. There are lots of things that people live with that we think are normal and they are actually just common and they're not normal. And so again, all of those things I listed, like I cannot tell you growing up before I was even like, I was a kid, you know, I'd heard so many moms in my life say like, oh, you can jump on the trampoline now. Just wait. You're the reason I can't jump on the trampoline <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's like, what? You know, it just was accepted mm -hmm. that when you're a mom, you pee your pants when you run or something like that. And it's like, that doesn't have to be the case. And so I wish more people knew. It's just common. It doesn't have to be normal for you and it can be fixed. And then the last thing, and this probably depends on what you're going to pelvic floor physical therapy for. But for me, specifically when I was having pain with intercourse, it made a huge difference to get my partner involved. And so if that is something that you're going through or even in pregnancy, I think that was helpful too. You know, it so easily could have felt like, oh, this is my body problem that I have to fix or whatever if I was doing it all by myself. But my husband was awesome and getting him involved in doing the stretches with me. And okay, I know you want to be watching your TV show, but if I'm down here on the floor doing my stretches, like you can do it too. And coming to the appointments and making it a we thing that we needed mm -hmm. to work on was so helpful. And again, even in pregnancy, like we are prepping my body for this baby that we are going to have yep. was really awesome. And she, in my, and I'm, I'm not in your house, I'm not in your life past this point stuff, but her husband comes across as one of the most supportive husbands there are. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And I've had, I really, like she said, like, I like to include partners in the pelvic floor PT, especially if they're dealing with pain. And her husband sent me a thank you card afterwards that is still pinned up in my office because I, it is a great reminder every single day of why I do this job. And I've gotten cards or flowers from husbands before thanking me, but like this one was just like the icing on the top of the cake. Like he's just genuinely so supportive and so glad to have his relationship back with you, Yep. you know? And then it, I've seen that because the card came pre-pregnancy. Yep. And then I've watched them develop during pregnancy and then postpartum. And he lives up to it every day. He just wants to be the best for you and is so happy to have you back and is so thankful. Yep. Brings a tear to my eye. I can see that. Yeah. He really is a very genuine person. I love him. 
Okay. So last question we ask everyone on the show, what is something you are teaching, learning, or doing at this time? I have an idea because you're in the thick of it right now, but why don't you go ahead and share that part? Yeah. I don't need notes for this. Sorry. <laughs> it took so long on the last question. And I think everybody who's had a baby is going to like roll their eyes because it's probably what everyone's working on postpartum. But for me, I am working on being grateful for all of the moments and letting the dishes sit in the sink and letting the laundry sit in the sink. And when my baby needs me being grateful, because there is going to, you know, the middle of the night's beat down, Mm -hmm. it can be like, Oh, you're so exhausted, but there will come a day where I'll miss like having a baby in the house. And I am very true. Like we wanted this baby so bad. And so in the middle of the night, instead of like, like, can you shove the pacifier in his mouth? It's like, no, I'm so grateful for this baby and I'm grateful for this time. And for me, like the worst is whenever I'm hangry. And of course he always starts lighting it up like mm-hmm. the second that I need to eat. Mm-hmm. And I just try to remind myself like someday he won't need me and someday he'll be making his own lunch and he won't think it's cool to love on me and want me. And so I am grateful that right now he does. And in the same vein of being grateful for like these moments, It's also really easy for me to be like, you're growing up way too fast. And I wish when you were small and I've tried to retrain my brain to say things like you're getting so strong, Mm -hmm. you are learning so many new things and staying in the moment and being grateful for all of those things. Because someday I will be an old lady, just me and my husband hanging out and he'll have his own family and it'll (laughs) be beautiful, but I'll miss these things when that happens. Well said. I was thinking like my head would have gone into more probably the negative route, which isn't great of being like, I'm surviving. Like oh, I am me too. surviving. <laughs> but it's I love that you're finding the gratefulness because that allows your brain to stick with the joyful moments. Yep. And then the happiness because you're, and we've talked about this before, like you're in such the small portion of this timeline, postpartum timeline. And things are going to just start changing like crazy every day that he's not (laughs) sleeping. You're realizing he's developing a new skill and the growth. um, It's just, it's going to be incredible. And then constantly putting on weight, which is going to be stressing your body. And you're, I don't know. I think you guys are handling it way better than I did after our first kiddo. So kudos to you too. This is a highlight reel. There's also very (laughs) many of those moments where I'm like, did I brush my teeth? Um, Can you smell my armpits? We're in public now. And I think I'm wearing the same shirt as yesterday. (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show. Love having you. And thanks for sharing your input. I know that this is going to touch somebody who's dealing with a very similar situation that hopefully it'll guide them into pelvic floor PT or something that will give them some guidance and some hope as well. Yep. There's you totally so much. help and hope. You bet. You All right. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. 
thank you so much again and make sure to give your pelvis some love. Until next time, peace out, pelvic posse.